0: i'm tommy salmons this is year zero is going on everybody i hope everybody's having a wonderful second week of 2020 Um, doesn't appear that donald trump is having a really great time and uh we will talk about that here in a minute but other than that it looks like it's uh going to be an all right year um just a really quick aside before we get into any of the stuff i want to talk about today i would like to uh pay respects to one of my best friend's mom who passed away over the weekend it's um a grave loss she was a wonderful woman i had known her since i was 15 years old i'd always called her mom she was like a second mother to me and she was extremely sweet and always looked out for us and uh even though as teenagers we were a little wild and we gave her a hard time we always loved her to death and uh her uh her absence from this world is uh, a great loss for a great many people and uh you know on the on the heels of you know pinky dying and um, now now she's passed away it's uh it's been tough um but you know we must uh, move on she would have it no other way she would she would want us to keep on trucking so we move into another year having lost and in some cases gained so I uh, over over Christmas the, the Sunday before Christmas I met my granddaughter my first granddaughter and uh so that you know was a joyous occasion to get to spend some time with her so you know uh the circle of life keeps on and there's nothing we can do to stop it so let's move on let's get get into some some of this stuff we're seeing going around about Soleimani and uh, the disinformation um, and yeah statism in general is is uh, quite a quite a disease you know appealing to authority like I said the other day it's it's enough to drive a man crazy. You know? All these... All these... Children... In adult bodies... Have the mindset of children... Appealing to authority... Begging daddy government to save them. Please save me. Please. We can't do it on our own. Liberty is too dangerous. And I just think about Thomas Jefferson when he said i prefer the problems associated with too much liber- liberty than the problems associated with too much government and that's just kind of how i feel about things but yeah some people are just too scared they're they're scared to live a life of personal responsibility and To move on and not beg for security from potential evils, not even proven evils, but potential evils in this world. So as we get past this assassination of Soleimani, there's obviously... As days move on and tick past us, there's more information coming out, more disinformation coming out, and there are lies abundant on social media if you pay any attention to what the hell's happening there. Um, The most prominent lie that has been Told since the very beginning is that the uh, the protests in uh, in Iraq at the U.S. Embassy were held by Iran forces Iranian forces and uh, so I've heard a few people say that Soleimani had you know issued the go-ahead to, um, to carry out these protests in which there was, you know, some damage to the outside of the building, but nothing sensitive, nothing. Uh, they didn't breach the visitor's gate. They were held at bay setting fires throwing water bottles throwing rocks and uh, you know really doesn't seem like much of a big deal if it were to happen in um, if it were to have happened in Washington State in Seattle or Portland Oregon or somewhere like that Antifa have uh, carrying on like that we probably wouldn't hear much of it um, and it's been happening in France for over a year you don't hear much much of the about the yellow jacket uh, protests going on there you know the it's happening in Hong Kong it's no big deal so it's it's a protest you know people want occupying armies out of their country and you know who could blame them you know? I don't necessarily blame them. There's an invading force, an occupying military, breaking the laws of the land, laws of your particular nation, as well as international law. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't see any reason why we shouldn't expect them to try to run the United States out of there. And, uh, you know, Iran is going to assist the expulsion of U.S. troops from the region as much as they possibly can. They'll, they'll attempt to influence the Iraqi parliament and, uh, you know, and they might have had... A little bit of the, a little bit of influence whenever it came to the election that was held on Sunday, in which the Iraqi Parliament um, elected to ask the United States troops to leave their country. Um, this will be a process continuing on. I think it was a resolution and not necessarily a declaration, and so they're are going to be more steps. And I, I saw somebody say the other day, and it was pretty funny Is I, how ironic is it that the United States committed war crimes in Iraq in order to install a democracy that turned around and elected for the United States to leave Iraq. So, but that says it all about us foreign policy. It's a fucking disaster. And, uh, it it hasn't gotten any better as far as the death of Soleimani from stories I've read the moon of Alabama uh, had a story on this Um, antiwar.com did a story on this Uh, Southfront did a story on this Uh, I think I saw NBC News cover it I'm not sure but uh the narrative is that Soleimani was beckoned to Iraq not only for the funerals of the Qabai Hezbollah militia members that had been killed in the U.S. attacks on military facilities in Iraq, but he was there on a diplomatic mission to end the war in Yemen and to find peace between Iraq, Saudi Arabia, and Iran. That Donald Trump knew that he was there on a diplomatic mission, that Donald Trump had convinced the temporary dictator of Iraq, Mahdi, to host The peace conference or, you know, meeting or whatever it was going to be, however you want to say it. And then as soon as his plane landed, he bombed him. Which. I don't know. Pretty chicken shit, you ask me. You're bombing a guy that had been fighting alongside American troops to destroy ISIS and Al Qaeda in Syria and Iraq because Iraqis held protests and your intelligence agencies, which have a long history of lying, came to you without evidence and told you that Soleimani had ordered the protests. Okay, so he ordered the protest. He didn't order you know, suicide bombing. He didn't order a car bomb. He didn't order the invasion of barracks. He didn't order the bombing of the USS Liberty. That was that was Israel a long time ago. If you don't know that, um, he he ordered. If at best, at best, he ordered a protest. So the L- intelligence agency realized really quick that the assassination of a general wasn't going to be accepted from the world, on the world stage just for some protest so then they started saying well we expected him to carry out attacks on military facilities well leave why are you there who cares leave you don't want americans to be attacked in the middle east leave the middle east right like it's not that difficult It's not like Shia or Iranians are coming to the United States carrying out attacks. Those are Sunnis. That's Wahhabists. Those are the Saudis guys. Those are our guys, the United States guys. You know those guys that we've been arming, training, and funding since the 80s? Yeah, those are the ones carrying out attacks internationally. Not Iranians. Not Shia. Yeah. It's not Yazidis or Yazidis or however you say that. It's Sunnis. Sunni Wahhabists. They're the ones carrying out international terrorist attacks. Al-Shabaab, Boko Haram, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, al Nusra. the groups the CIA created in the 80s and issued visas to in 2001 that those groups those are the guys so if you want to say this is about 9/11 like Mike Pence tries to say you got I mean, you have a lot of spinning to do to try to figure that out. You want to talk about, oh, we have to attack the Shia. We have to attack Iran for 9-11 and attack. They didn't even they had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with while we fly as Al Qaeda's air force in Yemen as we commit treason. That's, that's what he's saying. As we commit treason, fighting alongside the group that carried out the attacks on 9-11, we have to go and start a war with people that had nothing to do with 9-11 and accuse them of being involved in 9-11. As, as Scott Horton pointed out, even Dick Cheney didn't try to do this. When they were painting Iraq as as being involved in 9/11, which they weren't, they quickly backtracked from that narrative as soon as they started the war. They didn't even try to paint Iran as part of the conspiracy. Like right? so, it, just coming out today in 2019, 18 years later. After the Afghan papers have been, have come out and been published and everybody can see that for the last 18 years, you've lied to keep the United States in Afghanistan engaged in war for your own power and purposes. That it had nothing to do with the attacks on 9-11, that it was all a lie, that it was all spin and all these men and women that lost their lives, these, these young boys, these young men, these young women that came back suffering from PTSD, that ended up committing suicide, They it was all based on lies. It was for nothing. It was for nothing. It was all so that the elites, the political class, could increase their power and their wealth. And as soon as they come out and say, well, I ran, it's bought, it's believed, hook, line and sinker. It's believed. We can trace it back and find when Colin Powell and George W. Bush apologized. For lying about weapons of mass destruction In Iraq And starting that war Iraq war 3 We can trace that But yet Well now they say Iran So it has to be true We can go look at last year When the whistleblowers The OPCW whistleblowers came out (laughs) Proving that there had not been A gas attack in Syria But now that they say Iran, it has to be true. We can go all the way back to the Gulf of Tonkin. World War I, babies on bayonets. None of it was true. But, you know, it has to be true. It's Iran. It has to be true. Now, my dad's told me this before, and I understand where he's coming from. Because ever since the 70s there's been nothing but negative propaganda coming out on about Iran and unless you've read in detail in any in, in 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 some amount of detail into what what the actual conflict in Iran and between the United States is all about then it's easy to to just accept, you know, like what what you've heard um, for. You know, 40 years, 50 years, whatever. And, uh, you know, he told me one time, he was like, well, I have a hard time believing anything that Iran says. I, I, I just don't believe them. And I'm like, yeah, but. The United States is lying to you every single day. To get you to support a war. Some war somewhere. Whether it's Korea or Vietnam or. World War 1 or Gulf War 1 or Venezuela or Bolivia or Colombia or Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Yemen, Ukraine. It's all lies. Constant lies. Trump's colluding with Russia. We have to go to war with Russia. It, Trump comes out. Oh, Ukraine interfered in an election. We have to go to war with Ukraine. Fucking... Iran is protesting the embassy. Okay. So? Leave. Leave. Get out of there. I don't know. Like... Mexico was being occupied by a force that... was bombing... Mexican military facilities? I don't think the US would just show up in protest. I don't think that would be the United States response to someone occupying Mexico and bombing Mexican military facilities. Yeah. I don't I think there would be be a lot worse than a protest. Yeah. America invades Iraq, overthrows the secular Ba'athist party run by Saddam Hussein, installs, works with Soleimani, installs a Shia government, recognizes the PMU and PMF forces, these militia that are working together, Yazidi, um, Shia, Sunni, all, all um, very, you know, uh, not discreet, what do you call it? It's our strength, well, I don't know, whatever, diverse. That's it, because it's a strength. It's, it's, it's in itself, it's a virtue, which is why I can't remember it, because I'm far from virtuous. Um, but like democracy, democracy is a virtue. Diversity is a virtue. Yeah. Dick sucking is a virtue. You know, demonizing people is a virtue. You know, all the virtuous shit that the U.S. stands for today. Um, anyway. So, I don't even remember where I was going. Uh, (laughs) So, so, but anyway, the United States would definitely not just protest the embassy of a, a foreign invasion. Oh, yeah. And then, so we go into Iraq, we overthrow this secular Sunni Ba'athist regime of Saddam Hussein. We install the Shia government alongside Soleimani, actually, worked, worked hand in hand with Soleimani to install a regime that was friendly with Iran. And and intentionally did that, recognized all these militias working together as the rightful military of Iraq. And then we want to turn around and say, well, these are Iranians. These are Iranian militias. And, okay, they're Shia. They might have some ties to Iran. They do live next door to Iran, you know. Baghdad and Tehran aren't that far apart. You know, it'd be like, be like a Texas militia being accused of, you know, being in bed with New Mexico. You know, it's like, okay, so? (laughs) Whatever. They're friendly, okay? And it doesn't mean Iran controls them. It means nothing, you know? And if, People are going around saying, "Okay, this is a this has been in Iraq. It's been a proxy war between Saudi Arabia and and Iran for, you know, years. And the United States and Iraqi militaries our ally that we, you know, put in to position and assisted in taking control of the government. And we assisted along with Iranians, along with Soleimani, we assisted Iraqi military in fighting isis and al qaeda so the you know those those bad guys that that keep committing terrorist acts internationally those guys Soleimani was actually fighting them not funding arming and training them that was the cia doing that um So I would imagine that Al-Qaeda and ISIS are kind of excited about Soleimani's death. That would, you know, stands to reason that they would be pretty excited. And what about the war in Yemen? What's going to happen there now? You know, Soleimani was there to um, find a peaceful solution with the... uh, with Saudi, with, you know, meeting with Saudis and and find a peaceful solution for Yemen. Um, not because Iran is in Yemen, but because Houthis are Shia, and they were, they are, you know, able to be influenced by what Iran says now this doesn't mean that everything would come to an end if Iran gave an order to the Houthis because Iran warned the Houthis not to start this war not to get involved themselves in this war but Houthis are separatists and they wanted their own government in the north of Yemen Um, and Saudi Arabia was just unwilling to accept that so you know that was basically a Yemeni civil war that the Houthis won, and Saudi Arabia involved itself along with Al Qaeda in order to throw the Houthis out of power because they did not want um, to deal with the Shia regime there in Yemen. Basically, they wanted to control the ports in Yemen. And they knew that the Shia, a Houthi regime controlling those ports, would be damaging to Saudi Arabia's business from those ports. Basically is what's going on there. Um, So as Saudi Arabia sends Al-Qaeda into Yemen to fight, the Houthis, the United States, again, flies as the air force for Al-Qaeda. So would Soleimani and um, representatives of Saudi Arabia be able to end the Yemen war? Possibly. And, But it doesn't mean that it would... Turning to a utopian dream, a peaceful country. I mean, the Al Qaeda is a terrorist organization. They carry out attacks everywhere. So it doesn't mean that they wouldn't continue to carry out attacks on whatever the solution, you know, wh- wherever the Houthis ended up being, whatever region they ended up ruling would probably continuously be under attacks by al-Qaeda. Just, you know, it probably wouldn't be under the direction of Saudi Arabia and the United States. So, does the death of Soleimani, this is what we have to look at now, does the death of Soleimani mean that the war in Yemen escalates? I don't know. I don't know if the number two that stepped in, the deputy um, that stepped into Soleimani's shoes immediately upon his death is as willing to negotiate and is as willing to sit down and talk with Saudis um, about the war in Yemen and to end that conflict and find some sort of peaceful solution. We don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see. Um, it's, It's unfortunate that this could have stopped a genocide of innocent women and children in Yemen, could have lifted all sanctions from Iran, created trade routes and uh, lifted blockades on Yemen, allowing food and medicine to get into the country at uh, a quicker rate. And so these innocent people that are affected by all these policies are constantly... Hoping, I would I would guess, I would I would venture to say that these people are hoping that the governments that continue to use them as pawns would you know stop. (laughs) Yeah, Would, would just fucking chill out. A lot like a lot of us United States citizens wish the United States government would just fucking stop. Why the fuck you keep wasting money and lives and resources on wars you can't win? Why? I mean, what's the point? But we all know it's for the health of the empire, not the good of the country. So As we see the continued talking points from the conservatives and the Democrats, both of which are part of the war party, we find that the religion of the state is alive and well. I've seen a few people questioning the the relevance of the assassination of Soleimani. I've seen a few people wondering if there was any good that was going to come out of this and that if it was really a a valuable strategic move on the part of the United States to assassinate a general labeling him a terrorist which i can't tell you how excited i am to find out that military generals are now considered terrorists that makes libertarians and anarchist job that much easier when opposing war because now we have ter- now we can just call it as it is and call these people terrorists But there's still a vast majority of people. And Beatrix, my wife, found this out the hard way the other day when she was talking to somebody online about about all this nonsense. And the man said, I quote, I love my country more than my brother's life. And that is just the epitome of the religious, religion of statism. It doesn't matter how many times you show and prove without a shadow of a doubt to these people that they, they are constantly being lied to. Year after year after year being lied to to further the expansion of empire, and they still refuse to question just question. I'm not even saying become anti war, just question what you're being told. You know, was it, I think it was Jefferson that had that quote, question with boldness, everything, including the existence of God, for if there were a God, he would rather, much rather honest questioning than than blindfolded fear, something along those lines. I probably screwed that up somewhere, but it was along those lines. And these people don't even have the ability They are so encompassed in the worship of the state that they can't even conjure up enough intellectual curiosity to question the actions of the state. They must just obey. They must just worship. They must sit at the feet of their master And beg for scraps. They have no spine. They have no mind of their own. It is. Just sycophantic. Worship. And these people. Over the years. Have replaced. Whatever. God. They possibly. Grew up believing in with the deity, the golden calf, that is the state. They can't imagine that any impurity comes from the benevolence of this institution. And it's pretty disgusting. It's, it's intriguing because I guarantee you that these same people that sit at the foot of their masters and beg for scraps, apologizing for nothing defending everything would never give the same courtesy to their wife or their children. If they found out one day that their wife had been lying to them for 18 years, had been carrying on an affair for 18 years lying about her membership to the social club or the gym and had been having an affair in that period. Three weeks later, when she popped up and said, hey, I'm going to go to the gym, they wouldn't be like, Oh, well, you're obviously going to go to the gym. It's obviously... That's what you're going to do. Because... You certainly wouldn't lie again. It's not like you're pathological. And you're lying. I've been laying the dick to you pretty good, so... It's not like you could... Possibly looking to have another affair or continue the previous one they're so short-sighted history started yesterday for many of these people if you point out the nuances of Middle Eastern policy and politics and war They refuse to accept anything other than, like, uh, other than Muslim bad, U.S. good. Okay. You're just fortunate enough to have been born in the U.S., not that you had choice in the matter. And... These children that are being slaughtered by the thousands were unfortunate enough to be born in a third world country that the US uses for target practice. So it doesn't really register in my mind, the cognitive dissonance that it takes to defend the evils of the state. But it never surprises me the lengths to which people will go to defend the religion of the state. Their worship of the state never shocks me, never catches me off guard it's sad, it's disgusting, it's despicable, makes me sick to my stomach at times. I laugh sometimes because it's so predictable, but it never shocks me. The idea that an institution of men with a history of such tragedy and violence can be lifted up to the and exalted as if it's a God, exposes something chilling about humanity the especially the fundamentalist nature of of their deification of of objects and items and celebrity i i saw it during obama the Obama administration, with his uh, his voting base, but it's becoming even more clear day by day with the Trump administration as Trump continues to not fulfill the promises he made during the campaign to entrench himself in the swamp instead of drain it. To not get the United States out of wars. To commit war crimes. That. While not at the level of Some of the past war crimes, such as Nagasaki or Hiroshima, are definitely along the level of Obama assassinating American citizens or the CIA torture program. As a side note, if you haven't seen the movie The Report... Or listen to the Daniel Jones interview with uh, Jeremy Skayhill. I highly recommend both. Very, the the report was a very good movie. Um, a little bit too sympathetic to Diane Feinstein, in my opinion. But for the most part, it was good. It was, it was pretty factual. It was pretty accurate. Um, from everything I've read and understand about. That that time frame, and um, but yeah, so I I it disgusts me in the same way that my wife gets disgusted at times with people who have struggled with addiction or um relationships in their lives and they they'll they'll say I couldn't have done this without the Lord our God. And I've always told my wife well, you know, it's not much of a threat to to me or you for them to believe that. There's utility in The belief of the supernatural or esoteric um, entities that are capable of lifting you up, giving you strength that you never thought you had within yourself. Even if you do it on your own, even if it's your own determination, if the idea of telling yourself that it is uh, an external force gives you the strength to better yourself, I, it, it doesn't really bother me much. It's like, okay, you're not hurting anybody. But to project that same type of worship onto an entity built on conquest and violence is extremely dangerous. And I'm not being hyperbolic here. I'm drawing um, an honest comparison. This idol worship of the United States government as this benevolent being, incapable of doing wrong, perfect in its knowledge and its action, is the type of worship and acceptance that allowed for the concentration camps in Nazi Germany. It's the exact same type of idol worship and acceptance that allowed for the gulags in Russia and the Soviet Union. The turning a blind eye to the evils that are being carried out is the exact same thing as not speaking up whenever somebody just disappears from society, vanishes from a photograph they had they had previously accompanied Stalin in or sat idly by and watched without protest as hundreds of Jews were ushered in to a gas chamber and put to death. To sit idly by and watch evil occur and not only accept it, but defend it. It reminds me of that book by Clive Barker. It's a collection of short stories called The Inhuman Condition. And it was just about, like, horrible acts that individual humans participated in. Um, one was called The Midnight Meat Train. I can't remember all the short stories in there, but there were quite a few. But but The Inhuman Condition, um, where he talks about he gets into serial killers and this, that, and the other. And... You know, you see the cult worship of serial killers from certain aspects. Now, I am extremely interested in serial killers, but I definitely do not worship these evil fucks. They are quite evil bastards, and they are much too similar to politicians for my liking. Um, But I do find them interesting in in their pathology and their methodology i find it interesting to examine the way that they go about their business and i i have used some of the some abstract characteristics of serial killers in developing characters and short stories i have written so there, there is an interest there, but the cult worship that you find, the women, you know, that fall in love and try to get married to or do marry the serial killers after they've been caught and they're in prison. The celebrity that's cast upon them is quite disturbing to the vast majority of people. And most people do not understand it, but they're going through with the same type of idol worship and the same type of cult following when defending and worshiping and aggrandizing and exalting the state. They do the same thing. They excuse and defend any negative behavior as not their fault. It's somebody else's fault. And they enable the state to carry out the genocides and these wars, the wasting of human lives and trillions of dollars. When a pro lifer tells you that. They're against abortion because you could be aborting the next Einstein. Well, I'm against bombing because you could be bombing the next Einstein. If you want to bomb in self-defense, fine. If you want to fight in self-defense, I don't dispute the necessity at times. But to offensively, pursue the agency, the advancement of empire and not only defend it, but worship it and exalt it and view it as the ultimate accomplishment is sick and twisted in in mirrors in much the same way, in my opinion, the apologists of Hitler, Stalin, Mao, Pinochet, You know, Caesar, whoever, whoever you want to, Genghis Khan, whoever you want to throw out there. It's, it's a mirror image. It's a modern, it's just the modern equivalent of brown shirts. And I find it disgusting. I find it to be demented. Pathological, twisted, sociopathic, and disturbing on multiple levels. And that's what statism is. That's what, in many cases, religion is. When you look at fundamentalist jihadist, which... Not all jihadists are fundamentalists. They use a lot of them are using religion as as a way to lure in more numbers into to recruit. It's a recruitment tool in many, many cases, to grow their numbers. And it's used the same way in the United States except instead of convincing adults to join your ranks, you're raising your children in the church of the state as you send them to the government indoctrination facility known as public school. And after 13 years of being taught to worship the institution of murder that surrounds them, they are then cast off into its ranks to wear its uniform and die for its be- its behaviors and its wealth. And I'm just not interested in being involved in such cult behavior, such disturbing line of thought, it is not the, it will never lead to freedom, peace, prosperity, or liberty. It is what brings down empires. It is what destroys societies. and we are in the late stages. I wouldn't expect to be around in a hundred years <coughs> and there to be the concept of the United States in any recognizable fashion as to how it exists now. And I can only hope that Iraqi parliament voting to expel U.S. troops from the sovereign government, from the sovereign land of Iraq, begins the dominoes falling and we soon see Japan and Germany and Afghanistan, South Korea and every other country in which the United States claims territory to build a military facility and police the world from. Kicks them out. Tells them to get the fuck out of here. We don't adhere to United States law. You are not our rulers. We are a free people. We are a sovereign nation. And we don't want you here anymore. You're no longer welcome. That's all I got. I... Surprised, I kept my blood pressure down on this episode. I'm getting better at trying to talk calmly about things that I am very passionate about. As usual, go to bossbrosdiamonds.com for all your dabbing lifestyle needs. You need hoodies, shirts, pipes, whatever. Bossbrosdiamonds.com. Check it out, and uh, you know, enjoy all your dabbing essentials for the dabbing lifestyle. Just dab it. Go to libertarianinstitute.org. Don't forget to donate. Tuesday, January seventh is the last day of matching funds up to twenty thousand dollars. So if you haven't donated, a couple of dollars to libertarianinstitute.org. Go throw a couple of bucks their way, man. Let them uh, let them get those matching funds and, and get some more writers in there at libertarianinstitute.org. And for all of your anti-war news, antiwar.com is where I go. That is the best place to find out what is happening all around the world. And if you haven't checked out Scott Horton's article, Uh, from last night, Iraq War 4, question mark, go check it out, it's a great history of Iraq and the wars that have been taking place in Iraq, (laughs) led by the U.S. military, I'm sorry Boogie, I didn't mean to hurt you buddy, I was just trying to pick you up, I think I scared him more than I hurt him, All right. anyway, that's all I got for y'all man, I'm Tommy Salmons, Late.